www.mymind.com You might not go to hell. Mind of Man, Mind of God, number 68. It's December 23rd, 2007, the fourth Sunday in Advent, right before Christmas Eve. Dave, hi. Oh, this is exciting. Are you excited? I, I am so excited. This is great. It's a great time of the year. It's a great time to be alive. <laughs> You're on something, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it must be the Vicodin. Nah. It's probably it's probably that exercising you've been doing. Well, that's true. I'm Even probably getting oxygen into brain cells that haven't had oxygen for months. I, I need to do that. My, yeah, you my, do. My brain cells are filled with carbon monoxide or something. I don't know. Yeah, man, you got to get out there. Get out there, get moving. Good stuff. I'll have to get on that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so what are we going to do? Are you going to do anything special for show number 69? 69 is next week, Dave. I know. I'm just thinking, you know, 69 has all the sexual connotations. I don't know if we can. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what any of that means. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We could. Are you going to actually be in, around next week? Yeah, where am I going to be? Um, yeah, you know, I'll be in Florida. You could still call from there. You could interview some chickies on the beach or something. That'd be fun. That would be good. <laughs> you fun. could do your show. You could do the show from the beach with your cell phone. Okay, I'll do that. There you I, go. I, you know what? I could actually go up to people and just uh, ask them stuff. There you go. Yeah, random stuff. It'd be good. Good. All right. Uh, so what do you think of it? So, you know, it's almost Christmas. So do we need to say anything about Christmas? Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. So you got all your shopping done right now? You know, I haven't bought one thing yet. I haven't either. But What's that say about us? You know, I'm, I'm taking it to heart that movie that you, you know, hooked me up with, even though I didn't see it. Oh, you should see it. Yeah, what would Jesus buy? What would Jesus yeah. buy? Actually, nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, I, he didn't have to buy anything. People were always giving him stuff, weren't they? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, if they gave him stuff, he'd just make more of it, too. There you go. He really didn't have to buy stuff. He turns water into wine and stuff. Man. A couple fishes, he makes a whole bunch of fish. It's a deal, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> he didn't have to buy. He didn't have to buy anything. Jesus was lucky. <laughs> I wish I was Jesus. Do <laughs> you? I don't know how I do with you being Jesus, but you know. I've been, you know, I've been told I have Jesus feet. Jesus what? Jesus feet. Feet. Yeah, like feet that look like Jesus's feet. <laughs> because people know what Jesus's feet look like. Well, you see him on the cross all the time. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's got kind of those long. He's always, you know, he doesn't. If you look at Jesus' feet on the cross, he never has, like, little squat feet. Those feet are always kind of long. He's always got a six-pack, too, you know. He, he, he was kind of buff. <laughs> yeah. He did a lot of walking, though, didn't he? I guess so. And, of he, course, all these, you know, depictions of Jesus on the cross are, you know, first-person, you know, authentic. <laughs> right. Representations, so. Based on photographs. And exactly. 
But anyways, yeah, Jesus. What would Jesus? What would Jesus think of this Christmas stuff that goes on? He'd be he'd be appalled, I think. He probably is appalled. Probably. But you know, all this materialism, all this crap that we buy. See, I'm I'm rejecting it. I'm not Me. buying anything. Me too. Yeah, I'm gonna get in trouble, and you probably won't though. <laughs> If my kids will yell at me or something. But. I know. Well, I have this. I have this built-in excuse of, of being unemployed this year, so no, no one expects squat from me. Mm. I actually have the money. I just don't have the motivation. So I don't know. Yeah, but they understand that about you, don't they? No, they're dad's. Dad's depressed. He's not going to buy. They don't. No, they, I, don't I, they don't care. They want the stuff anyway, you know. But anyway. On to our show, Dave. Yes, yeah, so uh, I the readings. You, you had already picked out the most significant point of these it's, readings. It's really. quite obvious. I think I think these are the best readings ever. Exactly. And the reason they're the best readings ever is that my name appears in each and every reading. <laughs> each and every one of them. That's right, each, David. Each David this, David that. I'm all over these readings. Okay, I think we're done with the show, Dave. That's all we need. <laughs> the message, the message of this week's reading is be like Dave. That's right. There's, That's what you need to take away from those people. There's not much else to say. I don't, I don't think so. No. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I uh, I figure prominently here this week. True. Listen, oh, House of David, and then what else is in here? It's like blah blah blah. Where are we? Descended from the, David. Descended from David. 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 Joseph, son of David. There you go. go, man. You're just all over this. Maybe uh, you think these. Maybe some. You know, got people that wrote these readings. Maybe they were just big fans of David, or they owed him something, or something. <sighs> yes. That's probably it. But I thought the readings were about prophecy and expectancy and waiting for something to happen. Not waiting exactly, but, you know, what they say here? Signs. That's that's what I was trying to say. It's about, this week is about signs. My name in there was a sign. <laughs> this is all about signs. Signs of things to come. Signs and portents. Portents? Is that right? Is that a word? Yes, um, it is. Um, yes, the, those vague kind of things that we see that, that mean something, that represent something, that tell us something. We don't always know the message, but there's signs. You have to be open to those signs. Look for those signs. That's what I think it's about. Yeah. And then you have to obey the signs or you get a ticket. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, we get all these signs and we don't obey them, do we? We don't even pay any attention to them. You know, like these no turn on red signs. People are always going, oh, I'll make my right turn on red. What about that big sign in front of you there, buddy? Don't even see it or don't care. I don't know. I did that the other day. Did you? Did you get well, it? I just goofed. It was just a goof. I pay attention to the signs. I just, I was in a hurry to get home, and then I kind of saw the, you know, I kind of vaguely looked, and then, I, and then as I'm making the turn, it's like, oh, God, I hope there's not a cop around here because I just. <laughs> just walked right through that one, huh? But isn't that a metaphor, Reiner, in effect, that we have signs all the time that we don't pay attention to? It's true. So why should it be any different in the in the Gospels? Why? <laughs> You're saying why should we pay attention to the signs of the Gospel? Exactly, because we don't pay any attention to the rest of them. We just do whatever we want. 
the fact that we don't do it doesn't mean that we sh- we shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we we probably would be better. You know, you know what I think the problem is? I think that people are not attuned. You know, there's there's so much freaking noise going on in the world that, you know, in our own heads, our own stupid plans and crap, that we, we, are, we are not open to the signs. We're not even listening. We're not looking. We're not listening. But I, I have a – I tend to believe that they're probably – we're constantly getting these things, or, or relatively constantly. We're, we're being – getting these messages that – you know things are happening, and but we're not we're not paying any attention. It's true. We got so much other stuff, flashing, flashing lights, and noise, and commercials that you know God comes in and gives with that little whispering voice and tells you what to do, and you don't even hear it. That's a, that's a constant message from my point of view. That actually, like yesterday, I I picked up. Uh, my daughter Stephanie, who lives in New York City now, you know Times Square. It's right. like that. Life is like Times Square, and and we got off the plane, and the first thing I said was, we were talking about you know getting some wine, and the first thing I did was, so you've never been to these wineries? I drove her out to Talon Winery, which is about five minutes from my house, and we went out there to out in the country. We just stood out there, and she said, "Wait, listen to that." I said, "What? Nothing." <laughs> It was amazing, you know. We just stood there, and there's this one car that drove by. Well, when that car leaves, now you can hear maybe some birds chirping or something. It was just so much. She says, "I feel calmer already." Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. go in there and drink some wine, then, and it was all good. But, uh, mm-hmm. but it's like that, you know. The life is usually like Times Square bamming at you, and you know somebody comes up to you and say, "Here's the sign. Here's the message." You don't even hear it. You don't mm-hmm. see it. Nothing. Well, it kind of begs the question as to well, whether maybe we choose that. Maybe we don't want to listen. And, you know, you know, some people get real uncomfortable with quiet. They have to make their life much busier, much more chaotic, all that stuff. Because maybe listening would, listening would maybe bring you in a direction or push you into an area that you don't want to go. So maybe it's easier to just live in the chaos. It is, but... You know, you get that. it's like better, better, better the devil you know than the devil you don't know, or something. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is Christmas, right? The day after tomorrow, and yeah. you think about it. Like Jesus was born in this. If you look at the midnight narratives, you get Luke's reading about how you know, and he was out in the manger, no room for the end, and there were shepherds in the field keeping night watch. And the angels came. But who saw this? You know, this was the sign, allegedly, right? And they're heavenly hosts. And most people were in, you know, watching TV or something. Mm-hmm. And they didn't see this multitude of heavenly hosts out there. So so even when you see a sign, and the sign is not, yeah, I don't know, on the big building in Times Square, it's somewhere. I don't know. So what are you saying? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying that uh, just that that whole same theme of well, yeah, there's signs everywhere, but we don't. But there's so many conflicting, enormous signs that what were the important signs get lost in the hey, there's a sign. Let's all make bigger signs. 
and mm-hmm. and it's all crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, that's why we're here. Like two laser beams, we cut through all the detritus of this culture to bring people to the essence of what they need to see. <laughs> we do that, huh, Dave? Or Man, some shit, I don't know. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, right, right. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then we got Jesus. Uh, now, and then this is the whole thing about Joseph. And, you know, Joseph was kind of a cool dude. He kind of didn't, you know, kick Mary to the curb after he, you know, found out she's pregnant and all this stuff. I mean, he could have. Yeah, I always find this amazing, this reading here. Hmm. About, you know... He guy gets this little chicky and finds out she's knocked up, and he says, yeah, right. All right. And then the angel comes to him and says, you know, hey, go ahead and take her. It's all right. And he goes, yeah, okay. So he goes, he's either an idiot or what was that experience that he really had, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, he had it in a dream, too, right? In a dream, it says. Mm. Do not be afraid to take her in your house. It's to the Holy Spirit. And you go, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I wonder if people listened to their dreams a lot more back then, you know, or, or, or accepted them as messages from spirit and God and all that. Yeah, they were... yeah this could just be a literary tool anyway to say. Mm-hmm. It might not be a dream, but the point is that somehow, you know, he bought into this story. Right. Which is somewhat of an incredible story, you must admit. Oh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, because, I mean... <laughs> no sex for you. And and he got a kid anyway. You know? I know. No so sex for Joseph, he got a kid anyway. There you go. So, <laughs> I, I don't know what... If he's buying it, but he went. I, I was hoping to get some. And have I hope that doesn't happen to me. That somebody comes to me and says, you know, <laughs> I'm having a kid. It's not yours. It's from God. Marry me, anyways. I don't know how I'd handle think, that. You think you'd buy that, Dave? I'd be a little skeptical. Would you? What if you had a dream? Wouldn't it help you? Out? Oh yeah, maybe if I had a dream, then I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, I dream about not having sex anyway, so, you know, it's, you know I have no sex dreams. So. I don't have to dream about not having sex, Dave. That's a reality. <laughs> so. Should we name this the Frustrated Middle-Aged Men with Not Having Sex Show? Yeah. Come on, Dave. These readings are all about you. So so you got to tell me, how does, what does this have to do with foosball, you know? Oh, what does that have to do with foosball? Yeah. Hmm. You know, you always ask me that question. I've never thought, I, you know, I really ought to think about this before we do the show because I might come up with something actually good for a change instead of what I usually come up with. Uh, what does that have to do with foosball? Well, signs. Watching the signs, Reiner. One must watch the signs when you're playing foosball. You must. You must be open to the unusual and the unexpected and where the openings occur when you may not think they're going to occur. You have to be in the moment looking and listening. And you have to pay attention to those small things, you know. Like if you got some hot babe playing and she's, you know, shaking over there, flashing at you or something. If you're paying attention to the big glitzy stuff, you're going to miss the 
signs that, oh, there's an opening, and, you know. Yeah, but who cares at that point? Well, that's, that's a valid point. What, what, what's your point? I mean, he's, he's... <laughs> My point would be that, you know, it's like this, that you've got to keep your eye on the ball if you're going to make the shot. But occasionally, you know, like you're saying, well, <laughs> a little entertainment value doesn't, you know, I missed that shot. Well, we got, you know, eight more. I'm good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Depends on how far off in the game you are there. There's that. So... So I think this show is 20% less random than last week's show. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> That's my estimate. That's... Well, we had a theme. I think, you know, last last week's show was incredibly random. This is somewhat, you'd have to agree, somewhat less random, maybe. Or you don't agree. I don't have to agree with anything. Uh, you know? I'm just like that. But... Well, you disagree just to disagree sometimes. Let's just face the facts. That's fact. Yeah. I'm feeling rambly at this point, so I think it, you know, it might be just time. Get on with it. Okay. <laughs> so here's our ending little piece, which has no relationship to anything, but I was reading it and I thought it was kind of interesting. It's a poem by William Butler Yeats. Okay. All right. All right. It's called "Before the World Was Made." <clears throat> That's not part of the poem. Okay, here we go. If I make the lashes dark and the eyes more bright and the lips more scarlet or ask if all be right from mirror after mirror, no vanities displayed. I'm looking for the face I had before the world was made. What if I look upon a man as though on my beloved and my blood be cold the while and my heart unmoved? Why should he think me cruel or that he is betrayed? I'd have him love the thing that was before the world was made. Hmm. I don't get it. Well, here's my point. Is that in this season of Christmas, sometimes we get involved in externalities and and materialism. And this is to remind us that what we are is something beyond this surface. And that what we love in each other or should seek in each other is that which was that which existed before the world was made. All right, let's do that then. I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it on my to do list. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, Merry Christmas. Have a good one. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hopefully, Dave will be on the beach next week with chicks. I'm gonna I'm gonna interview all women wearing thongs on the beach. I don't think you will, Dave, but we can always pretend. Because I think thong wearing women are especially um, articulate. <laughs> we'll find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> See ya. Ciao. You can make it. Shoot it. Mommog.com.